Well, hey, what is going on, Liberty fans? Welcome to the AC of Red live podcast. This is the basketball edition presented as always by Jason Porter Real Estate, covering all of your residential and commercial real estate needs in the Lynchburg area and our newest partner, Ironclad Coffee. I am joined once again by my co-host, the Dr. William Matthews. Will, what a road trip in Jacksonville for the Flames. Yeah, man, I was going to open up saying it's a cold, rainy night here in North Kakalaki, but Jacksonville is still uh, feeling the radiation from the flames. Love it. Well, we'll get into all of that here in a minute. We got a big show, big show tonight. Kyle Rhodes going to be joining us here in just a minute. Uh, and we also have got our guy Paul Nazigan back on the show with us. Uh, excited to get his thoughts. I uh, thought this was a perfect week to invite Naz to come on uh, after two big road games where we didn't get to hear him, so excited to uh, to hear from Paul here in a little bit. Uh, before we do get started, if you are watching tonight on YouTube, please take two seconds and hit that like button. And while you're also there, please subscribe to the channel. All kinds of great content, press conferences, baseball stuff, basketball stuff, all kinds of good stuff. And then the Sea Red Live podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Be sure to subscribe, five-star review, all that kind of stuff really helps us grow the show well let's jump right into it uh just a incredible weekend uh for liberty uh taking two games down in uh, uh the jacksonville area uh the first one uh 66 52 win over the jacksonville university uh just a dominant uh second half performance um uh, darius mcgee passes jj reddick another just another accolade uh Jacksonville held to two of 16 shooting at home from three. The defense just playing electric. Will, what was your thoughts on this one? Yeah, J.J. Reddick's a chump, man. Um, <laughs> hey, no. Hey, Liberty was only favored by four points coming into this game. So, uh, fins down. Um, only shot 30%, but you really got to the line to help themselves out. Strong post play by Blake Preston. Nick, is he looking more to you like Scotty James just with his physicality um, than maybe, you know, maybe not Scotty James, but just just being more physical overall from, you know, from year to year? Yeah, maybe more like on the um, the defensive end. And, uh, uh, I mean, he's just – he's he's a, he's a bucket around the rim. I mean, he's, he's shooting like almost 70%. Uh, it's wild if you look through his uh, – his splits like 90% of his shots are dunks or layups. Uh, he does, he has like six shots that aren't a layup. Yeah. And uh, no, no three point attempts. So he's a little bit different in Scotty James in that regard. Not, you know, not maybe not as uh, athletic, but he's yeah. been a, he's been a force. Uh, he, he's looking like that guy we saw in um, uh, the, the Chris Parker season where mm-hmm. he was, um, I, I legit, you know, think he was he was one of the best players on that team, uh, and then you know mm-hmm. I think I think I don't think it was him. I don't think he ever did anything wrong. I just think he didn't maybe fit like the system last year, where you had like guys like Keegan McDowell, and it was just you know uh, really stretch the floor and, and shoot a lot of threes. Uh, but he's been an absolute difference maker uh, for this team, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and what I meant by Scotty James was, you know, when you watch those teams, Scotty was just so dominant against the A Sun, um, and it looks like Blake is getting to that point where he's just dominating, you know, everybody else. Yeah, that that yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, where um, um, you know, I don't I don't know how Blake would would fare in in 
um, a game against maybe some high high major competition. But mm-hmm. in this role right here, he's uh, yeah. doing as well as he could. And he was even better on a, on a Saturday against North yeah. Florida. <laughs> 17 points. Uh, so for the weekend, he had 31 points. Uh, he was a force on both ends of the floor. It, it This one, it just felt like he just dominated North Florida. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's your thoughts on, on this win in North Florida? Yeah, Liberty's not like a, a big offensive rebound team. It looks like they were getting a lot of those this, you know, in both games, but North Florida especially. This was a this was one of the more fun games to watch this year. And I think maybe a lot of that was just because we knew the history against North Florida at UNF. So that played into it a lot. And also just, you know, how good the league is. But you know, all year everybody has said like who's the next guy that's gonna step up when Darius has an off game. Well, this was Darius's off game, and it wasn't just one guy. I mean, it was three guys, uh, Preston Robinson and Road. All had in Road, you know, was in foul trouble for you know a good portion of the game. But Blake Preston can't say enough about you know what he's doing. Shiloh had the double double there. Uh, just a great. It felt like it, at times they were firing on all cylinders during this game, and they shot well from three. They shot like over fifty percent, I believe. Uh, in this game from three, but they 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 shot way worse inside the arc. Liberty just completely dominated, and that's a great point on the offensive rebound. Seems like maybe there's a little bit more freedom with this team in, in terms of going for offensive rebounds, uh, and I love that. You know, I I know that doesn't necessarily fit with all of the pack line principles, uh, but when you have elite shooters, you know. If you hear it all the time for broadcasters, the best time to get an open three is off an offensive rebound. So mm-hmm. that might be a good question for Kyle. Uh, ask go. ask him about uh, offensive rebounds and creating some uh, some threes as well. Uh, yeah, just uh, a great win. Uh, great road trip for Liberty. Uh, I, mean, I do not think you could have drawn it up any better than these two games. Uh, and we'll see what's to come. Take a quick look here at the A-Sun standings. It is Liberty and Kennesaw at the top at 7-1 and one all alone. And then Stetson and EKU at six and two, uh, Florida Gulf Coast down at four and four, and Jacksonville. You know those were those were the number two and number three teams we thought coming in to uh, conference play. Uh, and then man, Jacksonville State down at one and seven. That just yeah. th- that looks uh, uh, pretty weird. And uh, before yeah. we get to uh, uh, Kyle, we're gonna take a quick look here. This is if the A Sun tournament started today. I think we're only a third of the way through conference play, so there'll be a lot of of shuffling. Uh, one thing I don't think a lot of people knew, I honestly didn't even know this until uh, I was watching the Austin P game on Saturday and they were talking about it. Uh, the bottom four do not make the tournament this year. Uh, so that's going to make for some interesting uh, late season games. Uh, Liberty, of course, has the last two games were against Queens, who is like number nine right now. So if Queens, you know, kind of stumbles a little bit, uh, those can be two very like trap type games for Liberty mm-hmm. because Liberty is going to, already have probably a, at least a, a buy locked up and, and Queens is going to be playing for literally their season. Uh, so, so that's kind of an interesting storyline. Any, any quick thoughts here on, um, on kind of where things stand with like what the, the bracket would look like now? Yeah. I, you know, Queens will be playing with house money um, much like Bellerman did last year. Uh, North Florida, man, they've got some players um, plus air, I think, um, and he shot lights out. I wouldn't want to see him again. 
So I would maybe want to switch one of those teams out with uh, maybe Jacksonville or Bellarmine. Um, but overall, I mean, you know, I would much rather face Lipscomb in that next round in the semifinals than maybe like an Eastern Kentucky or a Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, and it does reseed though, so it, it's oh not, yeah, okay, that's it's right. Not a, not a true. I always bracket, forget about that. Yeah, but but we'll keep updating this again. Take this very much with a grain of salt. Probably two or three of these teams will actually end up in the spot they are. Uh, we of course hope Liberty remains in that that number one spot. And uh, you know what? I believe they will. All right, well let's get to it. Let's uh, bring on our guy Kyle Road. Joined now by Kyle Road and uh, Jason Porter. Kyle, what a huge weekend for you guys. Congrats on the, the two big wins. Uh, Jason, take it away with our first question of the night. Wow. All right. Well, good evening, gentlemen. Good to see everybody tonight. Uh, Kyle, I my biggest question, uh, looking at the stat line last night, uh, specifically in regards to, um, or um, I guess Saturday's game, just with Blake and Shiloh being able to uh, really fill in some points as, as the big guys. Uh, was that something that you guys saw in the scout coming into that game, or did that just kind of happen to bounce that way, and those guys had a lot of open looks? Obviously, offensive rebound wing, uh, the rebound stats was huge. Yeah, no, they, they were they were beasts, weren't they? I mean, they did a great job. It, it seemed like they were always in the right spot offensively, and and Colin Porter had, I think, nine assists, and uh, Darius, he tracked so much, and so when those guys are able to get opportunities around the rim, we feel pretty confident that they'll be efficient. And uh, they did a good job at that. And then, like like I heard them mention about offensive rebounds, JV, I think, had 13 rebounds. And probably more of those were offensive rebounds than defensive. So, like, we have th- three guys and those guys that just every night we feel can dominate the glass and have the freedom to do so. And um, that's part of their role. So it's it super cool uh, to see Shy Blake, and JV do that. And then – um, doesn't happen without the guards creating for them though too. So it's a total team thing, total flow of the game thing. So yeah, hey, and I've noticed too with the offensive rebounds. Usually you only have like one guy down there, um, you know, off of a shot. How intentional is that, and how much does that help? You know, when you got when you're able to get four guys back to set up your defense. Yeah, no, I think I think every time you shoot, you hope it goes in right. So hopefully you don't have to send too many guys <laughs> to the glass. No, I'm just kidding, but. uh yeah, no, it, it's a big thing for us. Transition buckets. We feel like teams want to want to get out and run against us. So oftentimes we um, don't prioritize offensive rebounding. But at the same time, when you got guys that are so natural at it and can get you extra possessions in a game, um, it, it could be another point every possession. So uh, that's huge in, in the outcome of any game, especially close games. So uh, those are so valuable for us. Kyle, the North Florida game, they shot four for 15 from inside the arc. Have you, and they, they shot great behind the arc, uh, 56%. Have you ever been a part of a game where your defense was, was just that good inside the arc? I, I feel like we do a good job of when that thing does get in the pack line. Um, we try to, we try to make it tough, man. And, and that's, that's what uh, they like to shoot threes. So if we felt like we could make them take some tougher twos and, and outlast them in that way, and um, it would it would work out for us. And they hit they actually hit a few tough ones early, man. And uh, you saw probably our bench just like encouraging our guys, "Hey, keep going. Uh, we'll take we'll take tough twos all night." So um, it, it I didn't know that exact stat, but um, it showed in the outcome for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny, Kyle. Sorry, Jason, to cut you off, um, but 
Yeah, I was watching that game and like they would hit a three or like go to the two and you guys were like cheering. And it was like, I don't know if I've ever seen a basketball team cheer, you know, when the other team made a a basket. But, you know, I know you guys are just, you know, looking at the quality of defense there. Yeah, 100 percent. We feel like when one of our guys does his job and contests a shot and we're all hard to play against and it's end of the clock or or whatever it might be, we, we feel like we're a lot of times louder than when the opposing bench went and even though we, <laughs> even though they made the shot. So it's, it's pretty cool. And uh, just testament to our guys and the minds that we have defensively. Yep. Yeah, such a huge uh, room and obviously coming back and uh, getting, getting two more at home coming up this week. Um, just incredibly important, obviously to pack out the arena and, and uh, have the home, home fans going for you guys. What are you excited about regarding this week and just uh, get us a little snapshot of what you guys are talking about and thinking about. I know one game at a time, we know all that, but uh, yeah. how big of a week is this? Yeah, no, man. Coach, coach said in the locker room after the games, he, he was, he was so excited for our week of prep last week and how we executed that. And he said, we, we want to do the same thing this week. Every game's important in conference play, as you guys know. And, and I know, I know you guys had the bracket up there and, and those are all so so frequently changing, right? So you want to control what you can control all week, um, have great preps. Um, the third the Thursday games are normally easier because you get three to four days to prep, and then it's like game, and then quick turn one day, one day to prep for the next team, and and we'll we'll have uh, some prep days in there with some segments for FGCU, but like you said, main focus is on that Thursday game, and uh, super excited for a chance to play at Liberty Arena again. Kyle, you played with um, Georgie Pacheco Ortiz and Chris Parker, and now you got Colin Porter running the point. Um, can you just compare and contrast those guys a little bit? And from your perspective, how does that stability affect you know the offensive system that you guys run? Yeah, no, I think uh, with those first two guys, Gio and Chris were so so special, and I was with them for only a year each, right? And yeah. I was there with them for their senior seasons or. Um, they were already established and and you get a guy like CP man who is just so confident and so um, calm in his own way as a freshman and it, and it reminds you of those guys and you saw them as seniors so it's just super super unique man especially at this level uh, for a freshman to come in understand the pack and then have to have to run the team on the other end and and just not not turn the ball over too so that's that's a huge part of his role yeah. but um, he's just been, done such a good job. I think he opens things up for Darius and really makes all of us better. That's the true definition of point guard. He's tough as nails and uh, can't say enough about CP. And he, he reminds me so much of Chris and Gio in, in those ways too. Kyle, do you feel that uh, uh, Colin is maybe one of the biggest reasons for uh, the, the massive improvement uh, from last season to this season and then from the beginning of the season to now and in, in, in limiting turnovers? Yeah, I think, I think CP's done a great job, especially as a freshman, uh, just taking some ball handling uh, responsibilities off Darius, off myself a little bit. And, and he's, he's had a tremendous impact on, on that, man. I think uh, he does such a good job of, of playing the next play. Like he does a good job. He wants to be account held accountable, but at the same time, he's, he's not harping on a turnover or harping on a mistake defensively. Like, he, he's done a great job at that, and we've encouraged him in that way. I think we got a really good balance uh, right now of guys that can create for one another and know know each other's roles and and uh, what people like to do. So that's that helps with the turnover thing too. And 
we've been playing for each other with each other for a while now. So some of those early season turnovers go out the window and, and now you're, you're starting to click more offensively and know, know where each other's at. So. I want to switch gears for just a second. We know that uh, you guys talk about culture all the time. It's a huge deal to you all. But uh, at the same time, we all know that uh, culture for us is training champions for Christ. It's, it's the part of one of the reasons why you and all the guys came to be a part of Liberty Nation, if you will. And uh, one of the things, we got a, a picture there of, of you guys praying after the game uh, on the court with the opposing team and something we get a chance to see. We're at the home crowd in the in the um, home games after every ball game. Those of us who are in attendance, but talk a little bit about how important your faith is and the platform that the Lord's given you for basketball, and how Coach uh, helps to elevate that, and just the overall culture. But what training champions for Christ means inside the program, and how you enjoy playing your faith out. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. I think um, the first thing you learn about Coach is when he says your Liberty is a Christian school, he, tr he truly means it. I mean, you're getting poured in at a high level um, from your coaches, from your teammates to your support staff, academics, um, all wanting to see your spiritual life succeed. And I think that's been so helpful for me I, as I've gotten married in college as well, like just being able to pursue, pursue that uh, marriage aspect and pursue relationships with my teammates um, in Christ. And I think that's been, an amazing uh, step for me in my journey as a, as a person in faith and in basketball. I think um, oftentimes, like it, uh, when you see us praying after games, most most of the times it's after wins. But uh, we we pray regardless, win or lose, with the opposing team, and and it kind of just shows like, hey, like this faith thing isn't just circumstantial. It's not just when we win and and we we pray because of that. No, we we truly believe that. Um, Christ as our as, as our Lord and Savior and has our best interest and uh, we go to Him win or loss in this basketball thing is just a vehicle for that. So uh, it's been super impactful in my life, man, and and uh, I've I've loved it at Liberty and just learning and growing in that way. Well, awesome. Well, thanks so much, Kyle. Uh, appreciate your time. Huge weekend for you guys. Um, uh, Will said. Uh, you can come preach at his church anytime. Anytime. Uh, <laughs> anytime. Uh, have a guest speaker. Uh, but we do appreciate it. Uh, big weekend uh, for you guys coming up with uh, Stetson and Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, uh, so best of luck. And uh, hopefully, yeah, like Jason said, hopefully Liberty Arena is packed out. Yes, sir. That'll be awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. All right, Jason. Uh, what are uh, some of the dynamics that you work with when uh, you're talking about for sale by owner? Yeah, great question, Nick. A lot of uh, for sale by owners was uh, super popular when we had that seller's market. And so I'm going to take it on both sides here real quick. Just in regards to for sale by owner, when you're selling your house, obviously some big advantages with that. You have an opportunity to uh, save on some commissions and kind of be directly involved in the negotiation side of things as a seller. Downside to it would be the fact that there are a lot of details, uh, over 50, I think, details from what's called contract to close. When that initial contract comes in to navigating that all the way across the finish line, there's a lot to it. So you can kind of um, have some challenges with that. On the buying side, uh, I work with buyers all the time who have uh, who find a for sale by owner house and they come to me and say, Jason, how does this work? And, and at, at that point, I step in and negotiate directly with the sellers, uh, those for sale by owners who are doing that. And uh, I love that opportunity to be able to represent my buyers uh, to those for sale by owners. But we can uh, play both sides of that fence, if you will, and, and definitely uh, happens more often. Well, perfect. Well, thanks so much, Jason. Uh, will you be at that games this weekend? 
I will. I will. And I just wanted to do a little PSA because next week may be a little tough, Nick. I, I forgot about oh. your allegiance, brother. <laughs> and uh, I am a born and raised, born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri, man. So we could we we may, we may have to figure something out next Sunday. I don't know, brother. I'm not a big football guy, so I really honestly I, I don't care. Right. I would. Uh, the the I would I would trade the uh, the Reds winning like the wild card for the Bengals winning a Super Bowl. So there you go. Fast story. <laughs> you, hey, fast story though on the hat does kind delivery. This is actually from Sam Congato. If you guys remember Sam Con, one of oh, our yeah. running backs. Oh, yeah. He he was with the Chiefs for a while, and uh, he knew I was a career lifelong Chiefs fan, so he hooked me up with a hat back in the day. All right. <laughs> well, good luck. Well, I'll let you have that one. You you guys can win. Uh, just uh, get my Reds back on track, okay? I'll take it, man. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Thanks, well, Jason. when we come back, we're going to have uh, our guy Paul Nazgan, but first, we got a little clip for you. 3.6 to go. Two down to Weatherspoon with one. Weatherspoon puts up the three. It's no good. Unbelievable. That's the ball game. Unbelievable. Fan the flames. We are witnessing historic moment in Liberty basketball history. Zeros on the clock. Fan the flames to the biggest victory. In school history, 12, Liberty. Another 12 seed shocks the March Madness world. The pull up from the logo. Boom. <laughs> Allen, he's got that look in his eye. Chabelle now up to McGee, who will dunk it ahead of the pack. <laughs> There's that vertical leap we keep talking about. Well, Naz, I had to play an opening video. I, th- I thought I'd, I'd find some clips where you were on the radio because that might be some some audio that people haven't heard. Naz, it's so great to have you on tonight. Oh, man, thanks for having me on, guys. I uh, always like joining you guys. You guys do such a great job with your show and and, and for Liberty Basketball. And and so, yeah, uh, those were fun to hear and relive. Um, of course, you know, with the NCAA win, I, I broke all the rules of broadcasting as a color guy. Like, I was <laughs> – I was jumping all over Nick and, and, you know, I was supposed to lay out. I couldn't, I couldn't, I was absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, the, the wind was incredible for, for Liberty university, but like I mean, my roots go back as a player, as an assistant coach. And then I was on the air and uh, I just lost all composure. <laughs> I didn't know what I was. I was just excited and just saying whatever popped into my head. What a, what a great experience. But um it's a blessing. I, 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 I don't say that lightly uh, to be able to now, you know, do broadcasting. And yeah, I, I love when I got a chance to jump on radio with Alan. I mean, he's he's a true top one in the field. I mean, he's just awesome. And uh, I'm glad he's got Smitty now with him alongside. But yeah, I love being on there and, and, and talking about Liberty basketball and, and hopefully the, the fans enjoy it. Well, Naz, growing up in, you know, North Carolina and, and hearing, you know, those tournament games on the radio and stuff, there's not a lot of emotion when Carolina wins a wins a tournament game or Duke wins a tournament game. So I think it makes it much, you know, all that better because you can just hear the emotion in your voice and just the excitement knowing, you know, your history with the program and with the university. So uh, I love it, man. Yeah, I just try to be, you know, genuine and um, uh you know, again, and, and, and Matt, my, my, my partner there is just, I mean, he's just a top professional too. He just makes it so easy. Um, but yeah, we just, we just love talking about the flames and it's easy when, man, they're just, they're just great to talk about their, their, their play, uh, their philosophy, uh, coach McKay and everything, the way they do it. Um, 
the the guys and the the character and quality of uh, of guys that are in this program it's it, it makes it so easy and a joy and, and a privilege to talk about. Well, Naz, if uh, if we're fortunate enough to get back to the NCAA tournament, we're going to have to find a way to get you involved with the broadcast somehow. I'm going to start <laughs> lobbying for it. Maybe you could be like the radio sideline guy, reports from the locker room, something. I'll, I'll do anything. I'll report from outside the arena. Whatever whatever, whatever Flames fans need, I'll do it. It'll, it'll be great. Yeah. I mean, getting back, and, and you guys are seeing it um, in the conference this year especially, man. There's so much parity. And um, on any given night, man, you better bring your A game. And, and it's a long way to go. Um, but they're, they're making those tournaments, you know, we got spoiled there for a little while. They're tough to come by. But um, we got a good as chance as anybody on any year this year, too. We'll get to the A-Sun here in just a second. But, uh, Naz, I wanted to ask you, felt like that Oral Roberts game after that was the turning point for the season for Liberty. Talk about what, what you've seen since then. Um, this past weekend, what do you think has been the biggest reason for, I, I think maybe one of the best tennis game stretches in Liberty basketball history? Yeah. I mean, I think a couple things sort of came together and, and, and maybe it, I, I don't know if it was the game itself or maybe then, you know, we were about 10 games in, um, and just the timing of it. But I think the defense really came together. And, and I think that was just a part of, um, you know, even though you have so many guys coming back, you add one or two new pieces to that. And, and that was Porter um, and Cleveland. Um, so they individually being brand new, have to learn that system. And then bringing two new guys into a system, you have a whole group that's learning how to play with those guys. And so it takes time. And especially early, you know, uh, Coach McKay, you know, you're, you're experimenting a little bit with lineups and things like that. And so it takes a little while um, to kind of get all that to gel and, and then playing some of those tough teams. You know, you got to learn the hard way and, and then maybe a little trial by fire. So I think at that particular time that was coming together. And then also I think it was guys realizing that offensively, like we have to find uh, the supporting cast and how they're going to score. And it can't all be Darius again. And I think that was sort of evolving too um, over those first several games and coming out of that, I think they both just sort of hit their stride. And again, Darius had always been scoring and, uh, and Peebles, but then I think coming out of that, you guys, like you started to see other people uh, score and contribute and when both things started clicking, man, they, you're, I agree. Like, they really have looked good uh, this last past stretch since then. Yeah. Um, do you think that maybe that was a little bit of the downfall to the team last year? I mean, we lost to a transitioning team at home. Um, but, you know, we didn't really have the – we didn't really have the point guard play like it seems like we have with Colin Porter. And maybe, you know, Darius was kind of filling in – in that role. And I know, you know, with McKay, anybody can <laughs> play point, you know, um, but Colin Porter just seems to have such a grasp on it. And he looks like a, uh, like a sophomore in high school. It's incredible. <laughs> but um, I mean, do you think that, do you think that's maybe the difference from year to year? And, and maybe this is a better team because of that point guard play. I, I think so. I think um, some of that going down the stretch last year was, I mean, Again, Darius had so much on him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you get to that point, and, I, you know, I think even they were struggling with a few other sort of 
injuries, maybe a little off the record and, and they were just given everything they had, but um, yeah, I, I think it was just a little bit um, maybe just a little too reliant on Darius down the stretch last year, but you're right. I agree. I think um, the combination of things, Porter, Colin Porter has been huge in that role and, you know, taking that pressure off of Darius to have to bring it up. Um, and, not, and not just that, like, uh, and, and we've seen it, you guys have talked about it. It's not just like, he's just taking the ball handling duties away. I mean, man, he is just getting people involved with assists and now as himself a scorer. Um, so he's made himself into another threat, all of which takes pressure off of Darius um, and, and just running the flow of the offense, which other guys have gotten involved. So um, a lot of that, I, I think it's a, a much better, um, a more balanced offensive team. And that, I think that makes them definitely harder to play against. Yeah, you know Darius will get double digits, but I don't know who who's going to be the second guy or the third guy on any given night. It, it's feels like it's a different different guy almost every night, which is uh, really cool and a, it's a really fun brand of basketball. I think. Yeah, it really is, and and it's like you know just looking over like everybody that steps on the court is doing something. Like I mean, it's amazing. Like like I mean, how about the other night? You know, Zay Warfield ten points. <laughs> I mean. How huge is that? And, and there's a guy who's always given 100% and great defense and making deflections, and he's putting in 10 and, I mean, hit two threes. I mean, that's those are like little dividends and investments that are going to pay off down the road. Um, the, the, the paint, I think, has been huge, like whether it's Blake or Shiloh or on one – Blake and Shiloh. I mean, it's like yeah. when you – counter that that's another thing I, I just sort of have seen over the last couple of weeks that I think has really made Liberty tougher is you have you, you now have a counter to just shooting a lot of threes and you've seen people go all right we've got to get out and run them off the three line and and it's like that's really made the the counter to that is get inside touches and those guys have made the most of those touches um you know in, in a little different ways I mean Shiloh really great off the dribble and you know, spinning back to the rim and and Blake just kind of backing a guy down and banging into him and scoring and both guys have kind of hit the offensive glass. So that's been another thing in in, in the progress of this team is really now having an inside presence that matches an already uh, potent uh, guard play and and, and exterior presence. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, go ahead, Will. Uh, well, you know, I was just going to make a comment. It's not really a question, but they almost—they almost look like they're playing quicker as well. And I don't know how much of that is just chemistry and and gelling at the right time. But you know, a lot early on in the season, a lot of these turnovers were passes to somebody to to who was supposed to be cutting, and they weren't cutting or they weren't going the right way. They were zigging when they should have zagged. <laughs> and now it looks like they kind of know you know, what they're looking for. Guys are making catches on passes that they weren't earlier in the year. Um, the ball movement looks a little bit crisper. And, you know, Kyle Road is really – maybe should have asked him about this when he was on, but really confident in everything that he's doing. I mean, he's shooting three. He's going to the rim. He's backing down guys, you know, uh, in the paint. And so it's just a really fun time to, to be watching this team. But, Naz, I was going to ask you, um, the big question, 
what are you expecting the rest of the way? Um, do we continue to control games like this, or is there another step from this from this team that they need to take to to continue dominance? Well, I mean, I think by now, and you sort of led into that. Like the chemistry right now is is really good. Um, they know each other's skills. They know what they can do. They know what they can't do, which is equally important. They know how they want to play. They have confidence in each other. Latent possessions, you, you know, you, you don't see them panicking. And Or if the ball ends up with uh, in, in someone else's hands, it's not Darius. Like, they know what to do with it, and they've had good success that way. So um, I don't know that they'll look to change anything. or add, I just think they'll keep getting better and, and more clearly define, you know, what they're doing. They know who they are and how they want to play. Um and there's going to be some, you know, the. I think the biggest thing coming out of this past weekend was here's another game, and, and there's there's been a couple now, but you can you learned how to win when Darius has a little bit of an off night, and you talk about making a run for another conference championship and having to play three games uh, in the tournament. I mean, chances are one of those he may be a little off, or somebody does a good job of kind of disrupting him. And I think coming out of this weekend, and you, you have a lot of have confidence, and that team has showed we can weather that. Um, like I think a big stretch was like in the uh, UNF game. So Kyle picks up two uh, quick fouls, and um, you know, like if there's ever a guy that you could say just stay out there with two and play smart, it'd be Kyle Rowe, right? Like he could come over to a coach. I'm okay. I'll I'll fit. And coach was like. No, sit it, you know, sit down. And I mean, I, I think that showed huge trust in the other guys. And they went out there and got it to halftime and kept Kyle out of foul trouble. He comes in, he hits two threes right off the bat, and everybody was kind of off and running. But those little things that um I, I think a lot of showed a lot of growth and confidence in each other and trust. Um, I think that was kind of a big thing. So coming out of yeah, great, two great wins. Uh, ended a couple win streaks and and all that stuff, but I really think they come back home uh, better and deeper, and um, you know, ready to ready to keep keep winning. Yeah, and adding on to that, I mean, North Florida also shot fifty three percent from three, so finding a way to win on the road when yes. the other team shoots well from three as well, I think that's another thing that's going to be really important come conference tourney because sometimes teams just have it, you know. Yeah, you're right. They, 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 Nick, they weathered that storm of, of you know, the birds of Trey where they were they were firing them. Um, and, and I think it was good because, like, again, we, we were talking about offense, but they didn't let anybody blow up in those two games. And they certainly had guys that could have. Like, they, they held Kevion Nolan of Jacksonville to nine points. Um, and he's a guy that could just kind of go off. Um, they had a nice, uh, again, Blake and Shiloh's defense on their the big kid, uh, Marsh was good. And then you go to UNF and uh, like last year we played them and um, Hicklin had 31 a uh, couple games prior to our game. Hendrickson at 35. I mean, they got guys that could have just blown up and they kept them to what 14 or, or uh, uh, something like that. So it's like the defense was there and you're right. They're hitting shots and, and maybe a little higher percentage than we'd like to let our opponents get, but they didn't let anybody just sort of sort of explode and um, and then again, or, or on our end, we had a lot of guys contribute. All right, let's uh, take a look at the A Sun uh, Naz. Uh, 
who stands out to you? I mean, Kennesaw at seven and one, they have just been so impressive. They had a huge week. Uh, they've got a pretty formidable schedule for them um, up until that that game. Liberty only plays them once at Kennesaw um, about five games from now. Uh, so I think that game might have a big determination in the rest of the season. Anyone else stick out to you this A-Sun season? Yeah, I mean, Eastern Kentucky there. And, and again, the only difference, I think, and they're a little newer, so maybe um, that's why I sort of think this. Like Kennesaw, um, we saw that coming. Like like when they, uh, they're they in the league and they were, you know, I mean, just look back. Every year they've gotten better. We look at the players that uh, Coach Abdurrahim was bringing in. You could see their improvement. And, um, you know, really good recruiter. We just sort of knew they were moving up. But – uh, Eastern Kentucky, you know, I thought they were maybe a little bit, um, you know, not to talk a bit, but a little maybe flash in the pan. Um, cause on certain nights they'd be really hot and they like to play fast and, but they've really sustained it. And, um, I think they're, they're, they're a legitimate team. Um, but like you guys said earlier, it, there's a long way to go. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of movement. Um, and, uh, I guess in that sense, it kind of helps just like you can't look ahead because who knows what would happen. So I think that helps the Flames just focus on the next one uh, Thursday night with Stetson. It's going to be man, it's going to be tough. Yeah, huge weekend uh, uh, for Liberty uh, with uh, with Stetson and, and Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, they get through that. I mean, I think they're they're really, uh, you know, setting themselves up well you know, for the end of the year, at least for that, that big game at Kennesaw, um, um, coming up, any, any other games that, that you're, you're looking for, like forward to that, you're looking forward to EKU coming to Liberty arena. Yeah, I think so. I think that'll be, uh, again, with them doing well and us doing well. Um, you know, I think they, again, all good teams, you know, want a chance at, at, uh, you know, revenge or, or that, 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 you know, you come back to our place and let's, let's do it again. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I know the guys want to get a little redemption there. Um, But uh, yeah, these next two are really going to be tough tests. Um, And it's going to take, you know, going to take, we're at home, which is great, but um, I think it's going to take another uh, nights where everybody's finding a way uh, to contribute. Yeah. Liberty says, Oh, I'm sorry, Nick. I was just gonna say Liberty's favored by eleven in both of these games, but they are not like the comfortable eleven point favorites. <laughs> you know, like there's some other games where Liberty's eleven point favorite. I feel feel pretty good. Like that Jacksonville State game, I feel pretty good about that eleven point favorite. I don't know these two. I feel like there's a trap one of these two at least. Yeah, I agree, Nick. And you said like what what, what was it when they went to Jacksonville? Just at Jacksonville, at at Jacksonville State is. Ken Pop says that's Liberty's favor by 11. I think I feel more comfortable about that than either one of these two home games. Yeah, yeah. I I, I meant this past weekend, you, you had said the 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 line for Oh, it was only it was four. 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 Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was um, like Jackson State. 11, 11 at, at home. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. That doesn't uh I, I just think they're gonna be tighter than that. Um I hope they're 11, <laughs> but hope they're uh, yeah, both of those I think are going to be tough tests. Uh, Naz, am I wrong in thinking this, that, um, you know, those two wins against Jacksonville and North Florida, as great as they look in the standings and keep us at the top, those were emotional 
um, mental wins to go on that kind of road trip. And then you get Stetson and Florida Gulf Coast at home uh, with the students back in full force, and you hope it's packed out. Um, team playing really good, feeling good about themselves. Is Austin P? is that a trap game, you think? I mean, are they, are they looking ahead a little bit towards uh, Lipscomb being, uh, you know, a little bit more history there? Yeah, it could. It certainly could be, um, especially, you know, we get through like sort of like you said, you know, that that's not just like a two game. We, that, that would be like a four game stretch of really tough teams. And hopefully we come out, you know, with two more victories. And yeah, it, that would be not like not only with, you know, then with with Austin P being a little toward the bottom of the conference, but, mm-hmm. you know, fatigue and, you know, maybe a little celebration. So, yeah. Um, they'll have to, you know, coach will have them ready when they get there. But, um, as we look ahead, certainly that has the makings of some of that, but, um, yeah, like you said, I, I, they're uh, not to diminish, uh, what they did down there. I mean, these great wins and things like that. Um, uh, certainly the, like, like that's part of that confidence. They went down there and, um, had never beaten North Florida on that floor, um, that's, that's big. And, and, and North Florida, you know, they, they gave it a great shot. And, and, um, again, I sort of said all along that Jacksonville team, they really pride themselves on their defense and, um, to go in there and, you know, beat them by 14. I mean, again, break the streak and all that and beat them by four. I mean, handily, that was a real dominating performance. So yes, great to get the W, but again, I think those things are huge moving forward as that team really uh, believes in itself. 66 points at Jacksonville is deceiving how good of a performance that is uh, yeah. <laughs> with the style they play and uh, all of that. Uh, Naz, two more quick things before we get you out of here. I uh, just wanted to kind of look at our uh, net breakdown this season. Uh, any thoughts on any of the the non-conference games? This is the first time we've had you in this year. Any any of the the games that that have been played really stand out to you? Um, yeah, I don't feel so bad about the Alabama loss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and I, I think we all, you know, Scar and us on our show, you guys, I think we all sort of came out of there going, oh, you know, we thought the Liberty would be better, and like, no, like they're beating everybody by forty. So I, you know, I think that means we're right in there with some of those other you know, SEC teams that they've blown out. Um, but uh, yeah, like, you know, the, the Bradley win was just a grindy, ugly, gutsy win. Um, Bryant, I, I think, and I've not really looked at their uh, record lately, but I know they're a, a good team, just a hard nose quality uh, opponent. So I know that was a, a good victory. Um, again, you know, and, and, and we've all kind of talked about it. It's a one bid league. Um, so I, I, I guess you can't, uh, you, you glean what you can from those games, win or lose. And, um, you know, but I don't, I don't know that it really has any kind of impact, um, moving forward. You just got to do it in, in the A-Sun tournament. I wonder if, 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 uh, Liberty had won that Southern Miss game, I, I wonder if they would almost be close to the at-large consideration because I, I've seen some people have them as a 12 seed. So that yeah. means you're in the yeah. conversation, you know, if you're, yeah, that, that's one that, man, I, I, I'm sure, I mean, it was such a great performance in the second half, but it's one of those that, you know, like the EKU game, Hey, it just, you didn't shoot good. It is right, what it right. is. That's maybe like the one game that maybe got away from that. They wish they could probably have back. 
Yeah, I agree, Nick. That's that the first half of that was just uh that was like revenge of the body snatchers or something. I don't know what team was out there for that first half. That was that was not us. <laughs> but uh you're right, you know, great, great comeback in the second half. And I, that's probably the one that 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 kind of uh if if there was the one that got away, it was definitely that one. All right. I know we've uh we've talked a little bit about talked quite a bit about different players. <laughs> Uh, any other players that maybe we haven't mentioned that have really just kind of stood out to you their their play this year for Liberty? Well, you know, I, I think it's very interesting, and you know, this is where you you guys are are, are incredible. But like, I, I I always look at this, and you know, I, I hope Joe Vinzan's getting talked about enough, and I know you guys do, and we do, and I I like like people in general. Um, I don't you know, I don't know that they know what he's really doing out there. Um, if you just sort of are there and, and watching the game, you know, people look at points and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I highlighted him a couple games ago because I'm like, the guy is impacting the game as much as the people in the stat column. And, and it's great to see what he made, 13 rebounds the other day. That was just awesome. I mean, he's out there playing tough D. I mentioned, you know, they didn't let anybody explode for big points. I mean, a lot of that's him. Uh, him and Zay are just, I mean, it's huge what they do defensively. And again, it's a, it's a team game, but um, I, I like seeing them up there and people recognize like Blake. Um, it's nice to see the last couple games. It's been sort of the, the unsung heroes. Some of the guys that don't get all the publicity, um, you know, again, I mentioned Zay with his, his 10 points the other night. Blake's had some great games, Shiloh, a couple big ones. And so, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about Kyle and Darius and, and, and uh, Brody and, and, and Colin, but um, you're just really seeing, this is a team where everybody can contribute in certain ways is ready to, is ready to give up minutes when coach thinks, Hey, I don't need you as much. I mean, that kind of stuff, you cannot, there are teams all over the country right now that splintering and guys are mad and they're not getting enough minutes and they're not getting enough shots. And like, I'm telling you that stuff can just eat away at teams. And you got guys that, that are willing to take on whatever role coach needs them for starting uh, coming off the bench, whatever minutes, and they step out there and they're doing something that's helping team that's helping the team lead to, to wins. That's huge. So um, you know, everybody up there, <laughs> everybody on your chart, man. Yeah. I, I, I love Vinzan. I love his game. You know, when I saw him in person, I was just blown away how incredible of a rebounder he is at six foot yeah. three. Just, it, he gets up so high. It's, I, I feel like Vinzan, we're, we're, we're looking ahead here. I feel like he could be like that guy that takes like that Caleb Holmesley type leap. Uh, and, and, and once he maybe develops his, his three point shot a little bit better, which I know everyone talks about, he's got that in his arsenal, just hasn't been able to show it yet. I mean, do you kind of see him maybe potentially being an all, all conference type player, you know, post Darius, maybe post Kyle when, when it kind of becomes a little bit more of his team? Yeah. And, and, and again, I think when, you know, when Darius moves on, like everyone's going to have to, you know, step up a little more and, and certainly everybody works on your game and you improve, but taking on maybe a little more scoring. And here's the thing, like in a, in a program where, you know, the three is so big and you have got, he doesn't need to be a three point shooter. 
I mean, you look at all these teams. They have, you know, what, what you call the slasher. And I think he'd be a great slasher where, you know, he's, he's, and we see him, he does a lot of great backdoor cuts and he'll get fed by, by Kyle or somebody, but even with the ball, like I could see him really, you know, developing that thing where he can just catch it at 15 and just slash and, and kind of get it up on the rim and, and, or, or get to the free throw line. Um, and, and so, yeah, like, Everybody will need to develop a little more. Doesn't mean he has to be the three-point shooter, but um, yeah, I look for all these guys. I mean, that—that's part of the little like like we saw a little bit of that with 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 Zay the last few games, scoring a little more. I think he's sort of expanding himself and and uh, yeah, put another uh, you know six months under those guys. And not to look too far ahead, but yeah, I think I think you got a lot of pieces that um, will build and improve even for next year. When I asked, since we're, um, you know, talking about comparisons with, uh, with Vincent and, uh, Holmesley, uh, let me ask you this one. I don't know if Tim Scarborough is watching tonight or, <laughs> or listening. He might be traveling, but that dunk that shallow had, uh, <laughs> North Florida, uh, put that guy on a poster. Is that one of the best dunks in Liberty that, history? That, is that, yeah, is that, that better was... than the scar dunk? What do you think? <laughs> Put you on the scar. Scar's dunk was amazing, just because we were we didn't know he could jump that high. But <laughs> no, that, there's been some great ones, and you know somebody somebody that has access to the archives would be that would be something to really put a bunch together. Um, yeah, we saw Holmesley with a few, Scotty James with some thunderous ones, but yeah, that one the other day, Shiloh, that was that was really impressive. That was that was one of the best. And then uh, some of these alley oops, these guys are are throwing, you know, Porter's oh, throwing man, them yeah. up and. It's that's been really fun to watch. That's not really um, been, you know, characteristic, I guess, of, of our team. And so there's another little thing that um, is fun to watch, but they're really utilizing it. I mean, not for the showmanship of it. I mean, you get Darius coming in or Porter coming in and and it just draws the defense. It draws everybody's attention. And then you got some of these high flyers you can just throw it up to and and uh, get it away from everybody's hands and. They've just found other ways to score like that. It's been really fun and and uh, and tough to guard. Well, Naz, we really appreciate you taking some time to to come on and join us. You are the absolute best. We are are so happy that you represent Liberty Basketball and uh, uh, keep up the great work and uh, enjoy this ride the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me on. Appreciate everybody listening and. Uh, you know, yeah, I'll come back on maybe right before tournament time. You guys always have a great show for for the tournament setup. So, um, again, all the best to you guys. Thanks. Yeah, yep. thanks. Thank you. All right, we're going to have a quick word from Ironclad Coffee, then we'll come back with uh, Richie Longshots in the Liberty Line. Virginia's best and most flames-friendly coffee comes from Ironclad Coffee Roasters. Ironclad Roasters serves up their beautiful beans at two cafes in Richmond, but you can enjoy their crafted roasted specialty beans from anywhere in the country by visiting www.ironcladcoffee.com. Place your order there and it'll be roasted to your order and shipped out directly to your doorstep. Whenever you find yourself in the Commonwealth, pay them a visit at their two cafes in the Richmond area. Ironclad donors, the O'Rourke family, are proud Flames Club members and are pleased to sponsor these podcasts by Sea Red. Hop on over to their website at www.ironcladcoffee.com now to get Virginia's best specialty coffee headed your way. 
Welcome back, Richie Longshots. Uh, we had you in in in, in pre recorded video form last week, but uh, good to have you back in the flesh with us. It, it it's great to be back. You know, last week I wasn't sure if I was gonna and I gonna make it, and I wasn't gonna make it, so it all worked out. So I had to uh, jump into the studio, get the headphones out, and uh, put a little something together. So it ended up being a decent week. I don't want to bury the lead. I was worried. Um, it was going to be my built-in excuse. Uh, you always need a built-in excuse. And I went, you know, if I tank this week, I'm just going to chalk it up to not being on the podcast. So uh, I was a little worried going into Saturday. I'm not going to lie. I think I was like three and four going into the final week. Um, and then we had a good day on uh, Saturday, which was yesterday. And I went, all right, we're, we're, we're back above 500. The train keeps rolling. And uh, just ride that momentum week to week. And if I keep looking up, it's because there's a football game on or something. So that would be the, the reason behind that. They still play football, huh? Uh, interesting. All right. Yeah, I had a bad week. Four and seven. Uh, we all had a bad week, except for you. Stunning. Let's see what we got cooking this week. All right. I love this game. Big Monday. Kansas at Baylor. Have you seen the real line for this? Yeah, it's a. I when I looked this morning, it was three and a half. Uh, Baylor. Yeah, minus three and a half. Everyone fade, fading Kansas after that abysmal performance on Saturday yeah. against TCU. I, 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 I wanted to go Kansas just because I, I like I wanted that like they're gonna come back fired up from that, but I'm just like Baylor only laying two at home, or only two at home. That's it's just not too much. It's yeah. Kansas, obviously, you know, they lost to K-State last week. I think it was last Tuesday. We, we, picked, we had that game on the sheet. Lost to TCU. Kansas won in four against the spread in their last five. And the spread already moving from two to, to – some books had it three. The largest number was three and a half. Wouldn't be shocked if it gets to four uh, by the time they tip tomorrow. But, um, no, give, give me Baylor. I, I, I like what I've seen from Baylor, Kansas. It's that national championship hangover. We've seen it, you know, Carolina – Getting to the national championship, kind of underperforming. Kansas is getting into that realm. So, plus they got the uh, look ahead ag- against Kentucky. So it's very interesting spot for them. Yeah, I'm just I'm more I'm with you. I, I I can't go against Baylor, but I'm just I'm worried about that. Kansas needs this kind of needs this one, you know, or yeah, that's kind of you know trying to get the train back on the tracks. But that'll be a fun game to watch. Uh, also tomorrow, Duke at Virginia Tech. Um, man, I went back and forth. I think this line actually opened minus one, which yeah. I, I like a little more for Virginia Tech. I went with Duke. I feel like Duke really needs this one on the road. Um, why'd you go Virginia Tech? Uh, very simple. I hate Duke. Um, said it before. I'll say it again. Doesn't matter who they're playing. I'm gonna. I hate Virginia Tech too. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day. Uh, I'm going to go Virginia Tech. Both teams, very bad against the spread. Combined, they're 1-9. and nine, um, Combined in their last 10. Duke, however, 1-7 this year against the spread away from home. Um, anytime Duke comes to town, you're going to get the students fired up. So I imagine Blacksburg is going to be rocking. I don't know the name of uh, Virginia Tech's basketball arena. Uh, I don't even know if they play Enter Sandman like they do in football games. But I'm going to assume it's going to be rocking. It's going to be loud. Uh, it's going to be a tough place to play uh and there's some whispers uh john shires and over his head but those are just whispers that i've heard in my own head um so virginia tech it is 
Uh, it is Castle Coliseum, and I have been to a game there. Oh. I saw the Liberty Flames uh, take a four-point lead into halftime at Virginia Tech and lose the game by, like, 30. That doesn't um, sound like the mid-2000 Liberty sporting teams. <laughs> sure was. Uh, it's a terrible arena. I cannot believe it's an ACC arena. It's a dump, but neither here nor there. All right. Uh, Wednesday, good one. Xavier at UConn. Uh, Xavier, my local team. I went with UConn. Uh, UConn's rolling. Uh, they lost at Xavier. They kind of have this, you know, they need the redemption. I think it'll be, I think UConn's going to win this. Eight is a lot, but yeah, I went with the Huskies. I just, I think it's a lot of points. You know, UConn's kind of tailed off a little bit. Um, they were top, were they top five at any point this year? Yeah, they, they were, were up two. there. They were, two. Yeah, they were two. Kind of faded a little bit. Um, lost to Seton Hall. Not very good this year. Lost to St. Joe's. Uh, St. John's, who's not good at all this year. Um, I, I think the game's going to be a shootout. Both teams score points. And, you know, in that situation, g- give me the eight. I just think it's too many. Um, five, maybe I would have leaned towards UConn, but eight, uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, Xavier and hope they, you know, go on the road. Keep it close. UConn is two and five in their last seven games, and they are still ranked number six in the country in Ken Palm. Yeah, I think in college basketball right now, we have like two or three teams that are really, really good. And then from like five to 25, it's just anything can happen. It, it, it's there's a lot of parity this year. Number one, Houston lost at home yeah. today to one uh, thirteen Temple. Yeah, and and, Temple. and say Temple's bad. Did you see what Temple uh, tweeted after the game? I did not. No, it's that right. one was probably for a warning. A warning for their students to stay inside because there's uh, crime all around that campus. It said but. that one. That one was for you, Phillies. Which I thought was funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, in Tennessee, they're ranked number two in Ken Palm. They got waxed by Kentucky. Yeah. They got waxed by Colorado on a neutral. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a, you know, we probably, I feel like we say this almost every year, but I, I do feel like it's gonna be a really fun tournament because I, I don't know, I don't think there's like a true number one. I thought Houston, but losing home to Temple, it's really gonna make me uh, question a lot of things. No, I agree, and and everyone not you know not to go on a tangent, but everyone's bashing NIL and the transfer transfer portal. But I truly believe that stuff like this allows for parity, allows for yeah. players to get opportunities to play elsewhere and to go to places they might you know might not normally have gone to. I mean, look at TCU going on a run this year in in college football. Uh, look at you know just the upsets we've had this year so far in college basketball. Gonzaga just lost at home for the first time in forever. So I think that that that, that is a piece of it. I don't think it's perfect. Uh, do you do, do think there are some positives? But I, I think adding parity to to college sports is something that will come from it. All right, the next one: Utah State at San Diego State. Uh, my uh, San Diego State is a really tough environment to play, and Utah State, according to shot quality, the number one place to. Uh, uh, get some betting info. Uh, Utah State, one of the luckiest teams in the country. So that's why I went with San Diego State. I'd rather be lucky than good. Um, I faded San Diego State two weeks ago when we had them. Uh, I don't remember who they played, but I went against San Diego State, and it worked out. I think they lost outright. I'd have to look. Um, San Diego State, 6-12 and this year against the spread, 2-9 and nine at home. 
Uh, also, don't love this game's at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. That's beautiful. That is, I will be in bed, maybe, but nice late night, like Hawaii football. Just, ooh, maybe I'll stay up to watch a little bit of this game. But um, no, going with Utah State because I'm just, I, I went against, I went against uh, the Aztecs two weeks ago. I'm a loyal guy, so we're just going to keep fading them. All right, all right. Some of those spreads were pretty big, though, that they didn't cover. So we'll see if yep. about five. Uh, I hate myself for picking Florida Gulf Coast. They have been my biggest real-life loser. Uh, I just – I think Queens is fading faster than FGCU faded. I don't know. I I have no real lean. On, I would never bet real money on this game. No, both these teams uh, combined two and eight against a spread in their last 10. I'm going to be honest. You know how I picked this game? I flipped the coin. I said heads, Florida Gulf Coast, tails, Queens. Flipped it, tails, Queens is the pick. I, I got nothing. Same hey, boat. This yeah. game's state like, I'm the same with, I've been, I'm wrong on Florida Gulf Coast every time. Doesn't matter the direction. It doesn't matter how I'm wrong. So, yep. it doesn't matter. Didn't matter if I picked Florida Gulf Coast, Queens would win. If I, I took Queens, Florida Gulf Coast is going to cover. So if you're watching this at home and you are a better, take Florida Gulf Coast because I bet Queens. Yeah. The only team I've been able to uh, handicap well has been the Jacksonville Dolphins. Oh, seven and zero in real life uh, wagers on them. No idea how, and they've both gone either way. All right, uh, Stetson at Liberty. We we were split on this. 11 is a lot. This line just kept creeping up. Uh, and Stetson, they're such a good offensive team, but their defense isn't good. And a bad defensive team coming into Liberty Arena, I think the Flames are able to get this up into the double digits. Too many points. Too many points. That's, that's my motto for the week. Um, we all saw... Yesterday, they almost didn't cover the nine that we had. Some people had 11 and a half, and someone might have passed up an easy two points that would have covered for everyone. But <laughs> I just, I, I don't think this Liberty team knows they don't get the situation. And 11 points, like they're up by 10, missing free throws yesterday. It was a whole big, I didn't have money on the game and I was getting mad about it because I had it for the podcast. And it was, I had people in my DMs, like, I, like what, what did you have it at? It was, it was, the, the spread was all over the place. So I, I just, it was right there, double digits. I think we, I think we win by 10, not 11. Just too many points. All right. And that's exactly why I went with Austin P in the next game. Uh, Kennesaw is coming off some real emotionally charged wins. I think they're going to let Austin P hang around. I think 10 is too many. That's I was logic. I get Austin P is bad. They're all, they, they lost their last four by more than 10 points. So I, I, in, in my head, I think it's going to be kind of the opposite where Kennesaw State just runs them out of the gym, the first half. And then they kind of like sneak back. It's like, all right, they're, they're up by 15 with 10 to go. And then they're up by 12 with five to go. And now I have to find the game on ESPN plus my wife's getting mad because I got the other TV with law and order on. Like, it's just, I just already know how this is going to end on Thursday night. It's just going to be with me having to watch the end of this game. But I just think Kennesaw State, 11-12. But again, it's it's going to be close. It's just going to be bad all around. I, I totally see it going the other way. 
get us all overtime win at Stetson, two-point win at Florida Gulf Coast. They had an emotional weekend. They're coming home playing a garbage team. I think they're going to come out, and uh, and it's going to take them a while to find themselves. So I think it'll be might, the opposite. I don't know. We'll see. Might be, might be a Austin P first half Kennesaw State game parlay. Yeah, Austin P would be a good first half bet. Yeah, there we go. All right, all right. I'll, I'll put that and put that in the back of my head. All right, uh, Kansas and Kentucky. I mean, Kansas is just so much better. Like I don't. This is one of those. Don't be stupid. They're the better team. Yeah, yeah. Like just don't, don't overthink it. Like a certain someone did, trying to be cute. No, Kansas again. I just we. I, I didn't sing Kansas any praises ten minutes ago, but. They're better than Kentucky. I don't care where this game is being played. Is are are these these games? Yeah, that's a, are these these cross conference games? They're not. Yeah, it's a big uh, big Big Twelve. Uh, yeah, SEC challenge. It's not. It's not neutral site, right? In the game is that rub? Yeah, that rub. I think I think yeah. Kansas will probably be like three point favorites in this game. Yeah, I think it'll it'll because it's logical. Kansas is the better team. Yeah, take it anything under three points. Kansas. Vegas is going to try to sucker people into taking Kentucky. Uh, Alabama to Oklahoma. I mean, I just, Alabama is just so much better. They've been a wagon this year. Tough game on the road. Weird, you know, in the middle of conference play. Six is a lot, but I don't know. I just, I can't go against Bama at this point. No, who did Oklahoma? Yeah. And didn't, who did Oklahoma just beat? They beat. They had a. They had a decent win recently, so I think that's going to inflate things a little bit, which will be helpful with the the number for Alabama. Everyone in the the Big Twelve beats everyone. Yeah, uh, all the way around. Oklahoma does not have a good win this year. <laughs> they, no, they don't, did they it, win their last game? No, nope, they've lost two in a row. Their best win of the year is number twenty eight West Virginia in Ken Palm, who's eleven and eight. West oh. Virginia's twenty eight. That is. Shocking. Yeah. I'm probably confusing them with one of the other Oklahoma schools. Kempaw man this year has some, some real like stinky teams that have really, have really uh, have some inflated metrics. Like I just said with UConn, they're six in the country and they're two and five in their yeah. last seven. Like that's, that's pretty insane. Uh, Stetson at Queens. Uh, I think Stetson wins this game by a ton. I think they are so much better than Queens. They've played well on the road this year. Stetson has been a wagon, uh, uh, so I, I I can't go against Liberty right now. Although I did on Saturday, <laughs> but Stetson's a wagon. I I wrote. I think it's a fifty fifty game. I think Stetson takes it out though. Uh, probably not fifty fifty game. Maybe sixty forty. Um, I love the over in this game. Don't know what it is yet, but I already love it. Um, whatever it is. Hammer it because this is going to be very little defense played. Saturday showcase, uh, just points, points, points. That that is a good call. Yes, definitely. This is a good one for the over. All right, and lastly, Florida Gulf Coast at Liberty. Florida Gulf Coast has been a massive disappointment in the A Sun. Twelve points is just too many against yeah. a team that is the only team that I think has as much potentially as much talent as Liberty. I just. 12 points is too much for, for that. Yeah. So I'm saying say everything I said for the Stetson game, copy and paste of Florida Gulf Coast. 
I just don't know if we'll be at the end of the game, foot on the gas, cover the spread type mode. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Any final thoughts for us? As uh, we got a Hail Mary coming up here in the National Football League. Oh, well, uh, glad I could be on uh, live with you all this week. Doc, I enjoyed the uh, watching a little bit of the sermon this morning. Uh, got to give us a little bit more of a heads up, and I'll tune in live in real time on uh, next Sunday. I'm a church free agent, so uh, <laughs> I'm looking for options. So, uh, willing to uh, give anything a chance. Uh, they're not going to score a touchdown. Let's be real, it's the Cowboys. But uh, no, college, we're getting into the the swing of college basketball season. I would say once we get through that first UNC Duke game, it just everything picks off. Everything kicks off even more. So. Uh, February's coming up and I'm excited. I'm going down to uh, Liberty Arena Super Bowl weekend. So excited to to catch the EKU game. And Nick, you're going down next weekend? Unfortunately, it's not happening. Uh, oh, a, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Had a, had a setback, but uh, hopefully I can get down there some, sometime soon. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, you enjoy it. Uh, yeah, we're just over a month away from conference tournaments. <laughs> February twenty seventh is uh, the A Sun start, so that's yeah. crazy. What what I don't remember from last year are do they play those games during the day? Nah, they're all at night. They they they're all uh, night. Okay, yeah, they don't stagger them either, which is so dumb. Like, I don't, why why would you have a conference tournament yeah. and not like e- even if like you did like six six thirty seven seven thirty like stagger them a little bit so people could watch a little bit of the other ones. I don't. Yeah, the A Sun the A charge. The ASUN had Kennesaw State in their number one in their power rankings, so they don't know what they're doing. So we won't no. worry about it next season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Agreed. that those will all I think they play that on a on a neutral in Texas, right? And uh, probably. And and those those will be a, that's fun. I, I cannot wait for a tournament like that. I did that was the yeah. one thing I loved about the Big South was yep. I was dialed in from noon to ten yep. o'clock at night. It was it was it was awesome. One game goes to overtime, and now all the other games are getting pushed back. Like the sports books don't realize that the games are getting pushed back. It's a whole big, it's a mess, but it's a good in a good way. Yeah. All, all right, right. But thank you guys. We'll see you yep, next week, thanks. hopefully. We'll see you. All right. Well, that about wraps up uh, the show for tonight. Just take a quick peek here at the upcoming st- schedule. Stetson, Florida Gulf Coast. Will, any final thoughts as we wrap this up? Yeah, I just, you know, these next two games are big at home coming off of, uh, like we talked about with Naz, some, you know, emotional, some mental wins uh, that uh, were tough games. And so two more tough games. So you hope they stay up, stay up for these, and then um, aren't looking too far past Austin P and, and Lipscomb before they get uh, back home to Bellarmine. There's always the possibility of just some weird clunker. But there's always going to be that. Yeah. But, but these two games and at Kennesaw are the only games that I have real concern over. I think yeah. maybe at Queens, maybe that back to back, maybe something weird there. But man, you get through these two. I think Liberty's sitting, uh, sitting really, really well uh, as we uh, get close to conference tournament play, which, yeah, five weeks away. Five weeks wow. from tomorrow, I believe, is. Uh, the round that Liberty won't be playing in. but uh, Yeah, excited about that. Uh, next week, we will be back on uh, Tuesday night, so plan your lives accordingly. 
Uh, as always, make sure you are subscribed uh, to our YouTube channel. And if you're there, hit the like button. Really appreciate that. And then the uh, podcast version also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe, five-star review, all that kind of fun stuff. Well, thanks again to our guests, Kyle Rowe, Jason Porter, Paul Nazigan, and Richie Longshots. Really appreciate everyone coming on. This was a uh, fun show for me, at least. Until next time, go Flames.